As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. FSN Radio. It's all about what's next. Go to FinancialSurvivalNetwork.com and sign up for your free weekly newsletter. You'll also get three free reports. The Financial Survival Network. It's all about what's next. Welcome. You are listening to the Financial Survival Network. I'm Kerry Lutz, and today is 9-23-20. Well, we've seen a pullback in gold. We've seen, we've seen uh, silver really take a hit. There's nothing really surprising about it. The charts were saying this was going to happen for a while. We saw it peak out in the beginning of August and then consolidation sideways. But really, when you see these pullbacks even though they're pretty violent, especially in silver, they tend to reverse rather quickly in the current bull market. Question is, is it going to continue or if it's going to continue for how long before it reverses? And I'd like to get your opinion. I want to hear what you have to say. Email us kl at kerrylutz.com. Well, somebody who's at the forefront, literally in the trenches of the bullion industry, I'm talking about Andy Schechtman, and you find him at milesfranklin.com. And Andy, uh, hey, welcome back as always. So what's happening with demand? Uh, has this couple of day, this consolidation really had any effect on your overall business? Hey, Kerry, it's good to be back. Thanks for having me. I always appreciate it. Look, we experienced the same thing in 08. Uh, in 08, you know, gold went from 1,000 dropped below 700 before finally taking off to 1,900. And silver, same thing, went from 21 to 9 on its way up to 50. Um It's like we're reliving the same pattern all over again. And I mean, from a technical side, as you were mentioning the charts, yeah, they were way overbought. However, um, they're still well above their 200-day moving average. And you could make the argument that gold could correct all the way down to 1,800 and still be in a bull market. And silver could correct all the way down to 22 and still be in a bull market. Um, you know, silver, like gold, is also way above its its 200-day moving average. And so these are buying opportunities, Kerry. Um, gold and silver move too far too fast. 
but they're now building a very strong base from which I think things will take off. Gold spent the last part of the decade building a base at around 1900. Uh, what was resistance is now a base, so we can take off from here. And so I, I think that, yes, it is a subsidy. Typically, our business, um, uh, our business takes off as prices decrease. People from listening to, uh, you know, wise advice from guys like you realize to buy on the dips. If you look at the previous bull markets, I don't care what bull market you talk about. Find a chart of any bull market and you'll witness the wisdom of buying on the dips. Never a good idea to chase the rallies, but buying the dips is always the way to succeed in a market that is in in a bull trend. And the fundamentals have not changed at all. You're just trying to be uh, shook from the tree and uh, fall off with the rest of the ripe fruit. Um, the bottom line is, is that I don't think we've, we've seen anything yet and fundamentals are only intensifying as we're heading into the election. So yes, our business is strong. People realize that this is um, really has no fundamental reason behind it. And uh, it's the same pattern we've seen before. So rinse, wash and repeat, have conviction, have strong fingertips, hold on. Uh, to your belief and look at how similar the pattern is between 08 and today. Yeah. So as far as impending shortages, I know we talked about that for a bit, especially during the summer. Now the summer is pretty much officially over. What is supply dynamics looking like? It's really strange, actually. Uh, and I've used this example or this, this statement a lot that someone who lives in Florida like yourself will understand what I mean. And I think we're in the eye of the hurricane. Um, and I'm shocked by it, actually, because what we saw in March, April, May was 8 to 10x anything I've ever experienced volume-wise in a 30-year career. Uh, we did nearly four years worth of business already in the last eight months, nine months. And uh, we are right now in, in a place where premiums are the lowest they've been since December, since before COVID was recognized for what it is or what it was going to be. Uh, supply is the best I've seen it uh, since the beginning of the year, at least from a standpoint of being able to stock up. We have purchased everything that wasn't nailed down heading into the second half of the year, which I would equate to being the trailing edge of the storm. I think the volatility and the craziness, uh, you know, here again, I'm in the epicenter of stupidity in Minneapolis. And so I, <laughs> the things that I've seen really shock me. Um, you know, this may sound like a technical term, but the economy just sucks right now. And uh, I think that heading into the winter and into the election, the economy will only get worse. Up here in northern states, restaurants and hospitality, will those that are hanging on will be dead. And uh, you throw in what arguably will be the most chaotic election maybe in this country's history, certainly in my lifetime, uh, and and, you know, even after someone is declared winner, the, the chaos that will ensue uh, afterwards to me will will probably be greater than that leading up to it. I don't think we're out of the woods yet. The open interest on the COMEX in December is massive. People are waiting to pull money off the exchanges. And when we talk about how that all plays into a shortage, you're beginning to see a run on the COMEX carry. 
Um, over the last several months, we're seeing metal being pulled off the COMEX on a monthly basis to what we're normally used to seeing on a yearly basis. Those people pulling them off are high net worth individuals, family offices, sovereign wealth funds. They're taking their money off of the exchange, uh, the exchange from the uh, registered category out, uh, and so that um, the COMEX has gone to amazing measures to try to stave off a a um, default. As an example, one thing they've done recently that just reeks of fear, and this all plays into your question about product shortage. I don't mean to be so long-winded, but it's important to note that when we start start at the top of the food chain with the COMEX and all the metal being pulled off, so much so that the COMEX has expanded their eligible refinery list to every mom and pop refiner across the globe, basically, so that they can suck up metal that they never would have allowed before. They shotgun to all these refineries, over 20 or 30 of them from China, uh, so that they can have metal that would be considered eligible to be offered on as part of a COMEX delivery contract. Wow. Um, they literally doubled that number, over doubled from like 70 approved refiners to 150, something like that. Many of which are, yeah, and it's their way of saying, oh crap, there's so much metal being pulled off the exchange over the last couple of months, more so than we had ever anticipated. Not only will that kill the naked shorting, but it will also very quickly expose the COMEX for the rehypothecated market that it really is. Rehypothecation meaning several people think they own the same asset. Um, and so bottom line is, is that reeks of desperation, desperation and fear. When I started in this industry many, 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 many years ago, I was also a financial advisor and I was Series 7 licensed. And when you take the Series 7, one thing that always struck with me, Carrie, as being strange was the first page of the book that was called The Little Man Rule. This is mainstream Series 7 class and the front first page of a 400 page manual is called the little man rule which basically said the little man never wins always moves after the the big man or the people in the know the big money make their move well when you see the people pulling metal off the exchange the way that they are and the level of wealth and sophistication that's the little man rule in effect what it's telling me is that the first stage is coming on the comex and the people in the know and they're saying screw the risk i'm out and um you know when you talk about taking possession of a comex silver contract that's five one thousand ounce bars well these these people are taking hundreds or thousands of them you're talking semi trailers full of silver finding a place to pull it put it just to get off of the comex exchange to get their metal in hand it kind of a bird uh, uh what is it uh burden uh, in hand is worth uh, five thousand <laughs> Well, that's yeah. what's happening. And so to me, that's the beginning salvo. What you see shortly after that is a massive run on physical product in an environment where 65% of all the silver mines and 35 to 40% of all the gold mines across the globe were shut down the first half of this year, as were the refineries and, and the mints. And now you have the U.S. mint saying they will uh, mitigate COVID risk by only producing gold or silver each month, not both, uh, in a measured effort to social distance. So you have all the way from the top, from the COMEX, and even further from the ground, the mines and the mints and the refineries, all making what uh, is normally a robust supply chain, fragile, fractured, and tenuous at best to continue to add to it. So I'm, 
uh, I'm very concerned that it will define the marketplace moving forward. Yeah, well, our good mutual friend, Craig Hemke, has been saying that the COMEX has changed from a hedging market into a delivery market. And, hey, it's great for the armored car operators because they get to deliver it. They get fees. But the COMEX, uh, not so much because eventually their reserves, the metal that they're holding, it's going to dwindle to the point where they can no longer settle these things with physical delivery. It won't be stand and deliver. It'll be stand and get your cash. You're not going to get gold. I agree with that. And by the way, I think Craig Hemke's work is some of the finest in the industry. I think most people should listen to what he has to say. Um, He's not only a heck of a speaker, but his information is second to none. So I'm a big fan of Craig's. Yeah, likewise. Likewise. And he's been spot on with this rally. So this thing is probably going to go on for another month or so, you figure. And then then we're really getting into the next stage. Well, typically September, October are big months and November, really, in the metals industry. Uh, You know, under normal conditions, you have most of Europe taking vacation in the month of August. And typically you could circle Labor Day on your calendar and expect to see pretty big things. And uh, I think, yes, that, you know, it this to me is um, pushing things down prior to what ought to be major catalysts for rising prices. It's almost as if it's an an anticipation of chaos and higher gold and silver prices. It's kind of right out of the, the cartel playbook. They try to mitigate the effect or the cause and effect of, uh, the reasons to buy gold and silver and the performance of gold and silver. The only way over time, however, you can successfully manipulate a market carry is to push it in the direction that it's going. And the entire world is accumulating gold and silver. The entire world is watching the end of the Keynesian-based experiment in horror and fear. And you add a U.S. election into this uh, very high-stakes election, I think it will only exacerbate all of the reasons that we talk about for owning gold. And I think the powers that be know that and are trying to... uh, Uh, trying their darndest to keep Trump in office, those that are are pulling the strings, because quite frankly, uh, if gold were to be going to the moon and the market's cascading, um, that would be the end of it real quick. So I think it's all about uh, it's all about trying to manipulate perception of reality. And uh, and that's exactly what I think is happening right now. And that's why I think being able to pick up gold and silver at these subsidized prices when nothing's changed. In fact, arguably, it's gotten worse and will get worse is one of those times in investing where you need to trust your gut, not your eyes and realize that uh, this pullback truly is a subsidy unless you think things have changed to warrant, uh, you know, a revision of, of our thinking, which I don't I don't believe most people people listening to this show would believe no definitely not and that's a, that's a given i mean the uh, people who are buying gold those of you out there or who have purchased it in the past understand exactly what it is they're trying to accomplish here the deceit the deception the illusion of a well-functioning international monetary system and it hasn't been functioning properly at least since 08 and 09, but in the past six months, it's gone to hell in a handbasket. Actually, we could go back to a year. I think you and I might have discussed it. I definitely discussed it with Craig Hemke and a number of other guests. But going back to September of last year, we had the repo crisis. And I said then, this is the event. This is what we've been waiting for. 
I know exactly where it's heading here. If they if they can hide this one, I'll be shocked. And I think everything that's happened has been subterfuge to try to hide the dire condition of the global financial monetary system. And that's every country. Doesn't matter whether it's China, Great Britain, Germany. It's the whole world's financial system that is kind of crumbling here. And we can only imagine what they have in store next, Andy. FSN Radio. It's all about what's next. Osino Resources is a Ross Beattie-backed gold exploration company in mining-friendly Namibia. Osino's district-scale land package is situated near two producing gold mines, one of which Osino's management team previously developed and sold to B2 Gold. Osino's founders and management are experienced mining professionals who have already successfully developed and sold two companies in the past seven years. Osino has a tight share structure, and with its current treasury, it can self-fund the advancement of its gold discovery into at least 2022. This is an exploration company with drills turning that you'll definitely want to pay attention to. Osino trades in New York under the ticker O-S-I-I-F, and in Toronto under the ticker O-S-I. To learn more, go to osinoresources.com. That's osinoresources.com. The Financial Survival Network. It's all about what's next. Yeah, the repo market price, uh, problem hasn't gone away. And in fact, prior to COVID, it was the only story. Uh, all these banks that have made that had fragile balance sheets to begin with have made loans to corporations and companies that are hanging on by a, a thread, um, which will you know only further exacerbate the um, fragility of these balance sheets and, in fact, expose. Uh, many of the problems, and let's not forget as well. This will you know, a lot of these a lot of these banks have sold those positions to hedge funds, uh, which are now part of pension funds, uh, and you know so this whole system is systemic. Uh, when the banks collapse, when the hedge funds start to collapse because the economy is cratering and going south, it's a chain of events that uh, because everything is so tied together nowadays that it will be systemic in nature. And the European banks are far worse off shape than the U.S. banks are. And now you find out that all of these banks have been involved in, in you know, money laundering for decades. And, oh, shocked. I'm shocked. <laughs> right. You know, and the whole thing is a house of cards, Gary. The whole thing is a house of cards. And these are the reasons to own gold and silver. Now, I would like to just make two points here. First and foremost, for any of your listeners that call me, I will make sure that they get the best price in the country mentioning um, your name or uh, the Financial Survival Network and on anything that they buy, the best. Um, but I also would like to just caveat that I don't recommend buying gold and silver as chaos insurance. That's not what it is. It's wealth. It's wealth in, in, in times of great uncertainty. And gold and silver have lived through every pandemic, every market collapse, every hyperinflation, every Great Depression, whatever it was. Gold and silver have lived through it and have retained their status as immutable wealth for 6,000 years. So I think people should own precious metals in any circumstance, even in the best of times. But in a period of time where the banking system, the dollar, the financial markets, um, and the geopolitical landscape is so um, upheaved in such disarray, this is the time to rethink even the best laid plans and to reallocate funds into into timeless wealth. And um, so when things get scary like this, yes, it should be maybe a little bit more thought of or, or uh, more closely examined. But here again, when I talk about all of this stuff with you, to me, it's wealth. And leaving your wealth in a banking system that is 
in as bad a shape as ours is, a la the repo market problems that have not gone away and arguably are only getting worse because of the fractured economy and all of the, the financing these banks have made with the companies that are hanging on or almost going out of business, it only exacerbates the fact that when you realize that the money markets have been gated and the and the uh, the banks have been bailed in as part of the 08 legislation, you're out of your mind to keep it all into, uh, into traditional forms of money in, in the banks and the money markets because if it does go south, you're screwed and uh, you're, you're, you're bust. And, and that's the thing. I think that, you know, the dollar may have one last gasp before it sinks like a dying man trying to come up out, out of the water for air. But when it sinks, it's going to sink hard. And if you were to see, uh, you know, an Asian nation come out and say, you know, China, let's say, come out and say, we're going to issue a gold-backed currency. Um, and, you know, and I think that the BRICS nations are not too far away from that. Overnight, you would realize how important it is to mitigate your exposure to the dollar. So I think these these are very important times, very scary times. And uh, the question should be not how much gold and silver should I own. It should be how much exposure do you want to a dollar on thin ice and a banking system that for the last year has been held together with uh, bailing wire and bubble gum. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more, Andy. And that's why you need to go call up Andy. Well, give the phone number, please, of Miles Franklin so they can uh, speak to you guys direct. Sure. It's 1-800-822-8080 or my line personally, 1-800-255-1129. Mention the Financial Survival Network or send an email to andy at milesfranklin.com. Mention the Financial Survival Network in the subject line, and it will be my honor to give your listeners, while still available, the lowest price product in the United States. And um, uh, that's just my way of saying thank you for our now uh, at least uh, 10 year yeah, relationship. Ten years. And, uh, uh, it's it's my honor and my privilege to be on your show and to help your listeners and uh, certainly do appreciate it very much, Gary. Well, that's what we're all about here. Andy is helping you out there because there's so many conflicting sources of info and just don't fall for the everything's fine. It's just a little blip and everything's going to go back to normal because I think uh, that is gone. You know, one thing, Andy, I came up with an idea and tell me what you think about it. I could, it mm-hmm. could greatly increase demand for silver. And that is, uh, and I think some people might be doing it. We just uh, put some silver oxide, spray it on these masks so it kills the bacteria and the viruses because silver is the best at that. And since we're going to be wearing them for the rest of our lives, imagine what that would do for silver demand, right? Yeah, well, it's a great idea. I'm surprised someone hasn't thought about it already. And, <laughs> uh, that's one of the things about silver that people don't really understand is is how many utilities, uh, how many uses that it actually has. And it, it is huge in, in medical most of the bed sheets that are made in hospitals are coated with silver uh, for that exact reason. And so when you talk about the myriad of uses for silver and the fact that so much of the low-lying fruit, silver is found in uh, nature in something called epithermal, very close to the surface. So the low-lying fruit was found decades ago, even before the high-sophisticated machinery that finds it. And 
and you talk to a guy like Keith Newmeyer, who I know you know pretty well, oh, yeah. he'll Years. tell you that what's coming out of the ground is six to one. That um, meaning um, normally, well, right now the ratio is 72 to one, 72 ounces of silver buying an ounce of gold. What's really coming out of the ground is about six to one, which is alarming. That should tell you that the low lying fruit was picked a long time ago. They have to dig deeper, explore further, expend more energy. And the chances are is that, you know, just like the United States government came out and publicly said that silver will be the first element struck from the periodic table of elements if, if the trend continues. So, yeah, I think that, that people need to wake up to silver. And certainly, I know you were somewhat tongue-in-cheek, but it does have those type of properties and uses. And I think over the next few years, people will realize that silver really is um, a rare, probably much more rare than gold in terms of above ground supply and maybe the buying opportunity of a generation. I don't, I don't say that lightly. I do mean that. I think that uh, there are very few things that you can buy with safety, anonymity, and that type of upside potential left on the planet that silver offers. I couldn't agree more. Really, the above ground supply of gold is many times the above ground supply of silver. Is not a lot of recycling. They've already taken the low-hanging fruit, which was all the x-rays that used to use silver, a lot of silver, to develop the negatives. Now we don't really do x-rays that way. They're all digital, so there's no demand for silver there. But that's been more than made up for elsewhere. And, yeah, silver, to me, is the buy. Hey, by the way, uh, you're listening out there, you're interested in investing in silver miners, why don't you uh, send me an email to kl at kerrylutz.com. I will give you my top five, because there aren't that many pure play silver companies around anyway. I'll give you the top five that I like right now, most of which I own. I'm not telling you to buy them. No advice. Just what I'm doing. And you can feel free to follow it or not. It's up to you. I don't give personal financial advice, but I do give advice that I think that uh, precious metals really are an indispensable part of anybody's asset mix. And, hey, Kerry, what you just yeah. said, too, about there not being too many pure silver plays, that's kind of what I was talking about in the respect that uh, if you have uh, most of the low-lying fruit been picked and there aren't many dedicated silver mines, it's because there isn't that many big hordes of silver left in the ground. In fact, 70% of what's coming out of the ground is byproduct from other companies, exactly. making those half a dozen or so choices that you will talk to your listeners about that much more valuable. When you, know, when, when you talk about 5,000 years worth of human history culminated in, in an ideology or, or a train of thought, it's hard to turn that upside down uh, very quickly when you realize that for 5,000 years, that was the case. Silver was much more abundant than gold, but wait, all of a sudden it's not. People haven't, it hasn't registered in the psyche of the people yet. That will happen. And I think you're doing a great service by helping people uh, buy silver miners and, uh, and buy physical metal and disseminate the information that you have. You have every right to make a living and to, and to make a profit for the things that you do. But the information that you're given giving is indispensable and you don't find it very many places. And for those of you that are listening, when he says there are just a very few number of dedicated silver mines, that's really the very important thing here. The demand is ever increasing and the supply is ever decreasing. That is Econ 101. Greater supply or lesser supply and greater demand equals much higher prices. And I think that's Guaranteed. where we're going. 
Guaranteed. And I heard another interesting statistic. Once upon a time, gold was very infrequently used in industrial processes. It just wasn't uh, an industrial metal. Now, somebody told me the other day, Andy, and I'm sure you're aware of it, 12% of gold produced goes into electronics. And it's in very tiny amounts, but gold is the best conductor out there, even better than silver for certain applications. And so much of it's being used for industrial demand now. You got to wonder, like, what impact is that going to have? Because we have jewelry demand, we have industrial demand, and then we have investment demand. Investment demand we know is kicking up because look at the prices. But at the same time where jewelry demand might be declining a bit, industrial demand is more than making up the uh, the loss. Yeah, well, and I think that the world is experiencing a, um, a shock about value of fiat currency. Dr. Franz Pick once said, and he's a, an interesting man with a very interesting set of books, and he once wrote that um, all current paper currencies are inherently meant to die. Everyone ever, that it was ever made has. Uh, since 1971, when we left the gold standard, we are 100% fiat, and the currency's lost, I don't know, 90% of its value since then. So the bottom line here is is that as people realize the currencies that they call money are disintegrating in value, gold, which has a 6,000-year track record of being wealth, will take more of a center stage. And uh, I think that's inevitable. And that's what we're seeing by the sophisticated in the no investors. Go back to the beginning of this conversation. Who's pulling money off the exchanges? Family offices, high net worth individuals, and sovereign wealth funds. These are people who know what the hell they're doing. They're not trying to generate a hedge fund type of return. They're trying to protect what they've earned for many, many, many generations or years. And uh, I think that's really very important here is that what was considered trustworthy and part of the system is now being fled from quickly. And so that that is the beginning stages of what is a shortage of supply, a run on the, the product and uh, a realization that paper currencies are very risky right now. Hey, and uh, as someone once said, eventually all all fiat currencies come worth their intrinsic value, which is zero, unlike gold, which always has value. Anyway, Andy, uh, really appreciate you coming on. Go over to milesfranklin.com, write Andy, email him, call him, whatever. Just don't wait because I can just feel the shortage is looming, Andy. Yeah, it is. And make sure your listeners mention Financial Survival Network. They will get the best price in the country. Email me, Andy at Miles Franklin. I will reply back. And uh, Harry, it's always a pleasure. I wish you nothing but the best here this fall and uh, stay well and healthy. And uh, let's circle back somewhere around the election, see what's going on. Yeah, we definitely will, Andy. Good luck. And uh, keep the machine fed here because really, when you think about it, in a lot of ways, uh, in, in many ways, you're kind of a lot of people's last hope here, Andy. So, really, well, uh, and, uh, I uh, will keep plugging away in, until I can't. And I appreciate that, Kerry. These are types of uh, times that that uh, I uh, I've always, in the back of my mind, been prepared for, but never realized it would be the way that it is. So we'll uh, we'll keep plugging away until we're not able to. But appreciate the uh, the time today, and I'll look forward to picking up with you where we left off here uh, somewhere before the election. Excellent, man. Appreciate it. Any questions? 
comments, email kl at kerrylutz.com. The main website is financialsurvivalnetwork.com, and you'll find us on YouTube, on iTunes, and wherever fine podcasts are given away for free. Andy, we'll talk to you soon. Be well, brother. Take it easy. FSN Radio. It's all about what's next. Go to FinancialSurvivalNetwork.com and sign up for your free weekly newsletter. You'll also get three free reports. The Financial Survival Network. It's all about what's next. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.